Welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we cover the highs and lows of each and every Prince album every other week. I'm Josh. And I'm Christy. And today, today, we are talking more Ingrid Chavez. We sure are. (laughs) That's right. We have two singles that we're going to talk about, three videos that we're going to talk about, and two unreleased songs that we're going to talk about. I'm so (laughs) overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. There are more songs here on these two singles than there are on the entire album. Yes. They are not short. No, they are not. We'll get to that. There's a lot of content. There is. Yes. Elephant Box, just as a refresher, was released August 22nd, 1991. Right. In the U.S. only. Four weeks before the album came out. That's right. And then Hippie Blood wasn't released until March 5th, 1992 in the U.S. and Japan. Like seven, is that seven months? Seven months later, something like that? Yeah. Yowza. Yeah. A lot of time in there. A lot of space. Lots of space. It definitely had some room to breathe. It needed it with, I don't know, there are like 116 tracks on the Elephant Box (laughs) single and like 146 tracks on the Hippie Blood single. something like that. Yes. There's there's quite a lot. There is a lot. Yeah. Shall we talk about the covers? And then I have a couple of... Somebody covered Elephant Box? Who would do that? Okay. The... The, the album the, artwork. The album artwork, yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. We have the CD single releases Correct. for both of these. Bought them when they came out yep. somehow. Yep. I don't even know how I knew that they were coming I out because you definitely didn't hear these on the radio. I have no idea how I knew anything in August of 1991. I Got think me. you walked in a lot more record stores back then. I, I, well, I mean, certainly more than I do now, which is none. Yeah. Well, because I think there's one in our town. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a city. Give it credit. But yeah. Well, yes. One or two decent ones here. Yeah. It's just kind of a pretty topish, monochromatic front yeah. pictures from her photo shoot. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. She's just covering her little face. And then... <laughs> she just covering her little face. <laughs> <laughs> On the front. Yes. She's like hiding. And then the most boring CD. Well, it's I mean, slightly... the CDs were the templated yeah. thing, right? I mean, this is like... You can tell maybe it's a new template. Okay. Over the ones from the late 80s. Okay. It's, it's slightly better font choice, maybe. Okay. It's still nothing very exciting. Yeah. Is that the one when I opened it, the hub, like literally disintegrated in my hand? So now the CD sits loose in this digipack. Yep. Unfortunately. And there's no way to repair this because it's not like you can just like get a new case and put the papers in it. It's not a jewel case. It's a cardboard. I think it's called digipack was the the name of it. Yeah. So, um, it is what it is now. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, just a pretty picture of her on the back. Yep. Another outtake from that photo shoot and the uh, credits and song listings. Yep. To and, the credits credit, there uh, are song listings that's here. Right. I'm looking at you, chocolate. <laughs> it's not your fault that you, you didn't talk- have that sticker anymore. Thank you. I feel better. I'm glad. Then we have the Hippie Blood Digipack. Yeah. Um, In slightly 
better shape, at yeah. least the plastic wagon. Well, I mean, they're both in half decent shape for yeah. being over well, 30 years old. Well, in your defense, the elephant box single is a dark color on the True. outside. So it so shows scuffing a lot more. It does more. show scuffing along the edges a lot more. The hippie blood is white with yep. pictures of Ingrid in some very, very 90s fashion. Right. She's, oh, yeah. Especially for women. Yes. To wear uh, male gendered clothes. So she's wearing suspenders and yeah. a button up shirt that could be unisex, yeah. really. But it's with suspenders and striped pants that are big. Mm-hmm. And she's got the very quintessential 90s hat yeah, on the floor. Yeah, a little, little uh, squatty top hat uh-huh. and patent leather shoes. Mm-hmm. But with fluffy, fancy, uh, lacy ties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of male style shoes, but with a little feminine twist. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought. Madonna might have picked up some fashion from Ingrid Chavez a little well, bit. I mean, she she sang an Ingrid Chavez song, so there's no right. reason for her to... Yeah, but to, doesn't it look a little 90s, early yeah. 90s Madonna to you? I wore pants that used to belong to my dad and overalls, like suspenders, not overalls, suspenders oh. with them in the early 90s. Not dissimilar to this at all. All right. Yeah. My my own notes for the single art for Hippie Blood is that it's in line with the album and Elephant Box mm-hmm. designs, but I wanted to call it Elephant Box White Version. <laughs> there you go. And it kind of is. She's a little more playful in these pictures. It's more of a playful song, yeah. more of a happy song, where yeah. Elephant Box is this... A little more mournful. Yeah. 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 Yep. Anyway, and, if I had designed these, I'd oh, be thrilled with myself because they yes. still are very nice looking today. Mm-hmm. And yep. I do like the nice touch on the inside of the Hippie Blood single. The CD mount uh-huh. is white also, yes. so it matches. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. It's nicely done. Yep. And the back has, again, credits and song listing. I think it's kind of similar, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And layout to Elephant Box mm-hmm. where there's... Similar. It's good. Um, speaking of Madonna... Nice little segue here. You're welcome. Ingrid recorded a song at Larrabee Sound called Simp the Pimp, which I could not find anywhere, but it is documented. It's not just on the top level page of YouTube right now? Simp the Pimp. Like Uh simp. What does simp mean? Like simple. Okay. Yeah, I think. So like he's simple selling stuff. Okay. And it's about Lenny Kravitz. Selling oh. Justify My Love out from under Ingrid to Madonna and uses the same beat as Justify My Love. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. So, but I didn't find that. So, we're not going to talk about it. Okay. But, I'd never heard of it. So, uh-huh. I don't know that it, um, it's probably good that it was not popular so she could win whatever judgment was given to her <laughs> and not be well, countered sued for a it, song called Simp the Pimp. Uh-huh. Well, it was never released, so and okay. it's not, as far as I know, not circulating. I couldn't find a link to it anywhere, despite okay. the other unreleased songs that I found. Where did you read about this story? Uh, it's on Prince Vault. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I thought we established last time that we weren't considering Prince Vault the end-all be-all <laughs> anymore. No, but if they say a song existed, I believe them that existed. I don't necessarily believe that they're perfect in every single uh, entry. In- entry of their... It's a group of people putting sure. it together. Yeah, they're yeah. doing the best they can. Yes. So, That's all know. in good fun. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Then 
there's uh, a video for sad puppet dance that we're not going to talk about because <laughs> which is a good reason to mention it. <laughs> I'm just going to mention podcast. it because okay. it's reasonably fun. It's not official, but is it like b- fan made? I guess. I okay. mean, I guess it must have been fan made, but it's sad puppet dance the song set over an animated film from 2011 called mime player and clown oh and it works really well it's very cute there'll be a link to it okay where could i find that christy oh you can find us on facebook the mountains and the sea of prince podcast you can find us on twitter at tmats t-m-a-t-s podcast or you can send us an email at tmatspodcast at gmail.com and I will be happy to send you a link. I can't wait to send you an email. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Dear Christy. <laughs> All right. And the last thing that we're going to talk about before we dive into the music is uh, a song that you read was dubbed as an awesome Prince ripoff. Oh, yes. That's right. What was that? Uh, I forget where I read that. Uh, it was a, I think it it was was, a magazine. Like I think it was Rolling Stone that said that. And then somebody else, I don't remember who, but somebody else dubbed it as a Kmart Prince. Kmart Prince. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us. Don't keep us in suspense oh, anymore. What, what was this song? It's the song... Do anything yeah. from natural selection right. in the year 1991. Yep. Um, and the rap in it was written by Ingrid Chavez. And she also did a performance of it initially for them to get it in there properly. And then they had Nikki Harris perform it for the wide release. Right. So, yes. but if you want to hear Ingrid say sandwich bread, <laughs> that is where you do it. I swore up and down that that was Prince singing <laughs> do anything. Uh-huh. Oh man, I loved that song. I had the I had the bought the single. Me too. And it was like this when the single came out, it was way before their album came out too. So yeah. it was like a white cover with a compass star on it. Uh-huh. So then you couldn't see the people and I was like this just smells like a you yeah. know, Prince trying to sneak <laughs> one past us, uh-huh. um, but it was not. It was not, but it was very Prince adjacent. Yep, and super popular, and I think their only hit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was a maxi single for that that I also oh. believe I bought. Oh, really? Thinking I was going to uncover something amazing, and oh. I never did. I just had the single, oh. the one with the. I think it had "Do Anything" on both sides. Isn't I think that, nice? that was it. So, yeah, you didn't have to rewind it. You uh-huh. can just flip the tape over. I have the CD of their album somewhere, and I also have that CD single somewhere. I haven't seen that in a while. Hmm. I hope it didn't go the way of the uh, chocolate sticker. sticker. It's possible. I'll have to look. All it right. sounds like I have like just the amount of stuff that you couldn't possibly keep track of, but it's really just... A few like shoe boxes of stuff. We have like little boxes that are specifically made to hold CDs. They have buttons so that they fold flat if you don't need them, but we have them all up. And we probably have 10 or 12 of these boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that much. 
they are like slightly bigger than a shoebox. There, there's like a spot on the front of the boxes too for like some kind of <laughs> princey decimal system that we could <laughs> implement. <laughs> But that hasn't happened either. <laughs> no, but that's all right. That's why it's all digital now. Correct. It makes it much easier to search. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Elephant Box single. Man, this first track, I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, the oh, album wait. version? <laughs> <laughs> we did that in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Leads off um, with Elephant Box, the album version, which we covered in depth in our last episode, which I highly recommend you listen mm-hmm. to if you haven't yet. That's right. I felt like we were. It was delightful. We were delightful. That's right. And it was. We had to be smart about it. So uh-huh. I feel like there was intelligent conversation. It was like the most literary episode of the Mountains and the Sea oh. that we've had thus far. Sure. That's fine. I think Hemingway got a shout out, if I remember right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Track two. Track two, Elephant House Mix. Wait, could it be additional production and remix by Junior Vasquez? Oh, Junior Vasquez, and that is true for this entire maxi single. Yeah. Uh, there are also additional keys by Joey Moskowitz, uh-huh. who was a longtime Junior Vasquez collaborator. Okay. He also worked with the likes of Whitney Houston, the Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, and many more. All right. The mixing engineer was P. Dennis Mitchell, uh-huh. and he has about 350 credits to his name on Discog. Okay. And now does live video, live and video sound mixing. So you go, P. Dennis. Yeah, that's right. Denny. P. Denny. Yeah, I think he went by Dennis <laughs> the Menace. I think that was one of the oh, cute. one of the. Uh, like alternate names you know sometimes you go to an artist page on discog and they have like one alternate name and it's like before they decided to drop their last name or use their middle name as their last name or whatever and then sometimes like p dennis Uh you have a whole paragraph of alternate names and i'm like that's (laughs) so fun they're just just trying to reinvent themselves yeah it's great i think that's fine i think it's adorable especially like fun to see i mean you don't think of mixing engineers as artists really but they certainly are Mm -hmm. so i applaud that yeah um i would also like to say every time i hear discog i think that it's some type of woman laying in a milk bath in minority (laughs) report but i digress let's go on She's going to predict what's in it. That's hit. right. <gasps> she knows what's in the elephant box before <laughs> it's opened. Oh, boy. This is such a house beat. It is a very house beat. And can I just get right to the point at zero minutes and zero seconds? Did you notice that the hard C and carnival is cut off at the beginning of oh, this, too? Uh-uh. It's uh, She says, carnival glitters. What glitters is gold. Oh. I didn't even notice that. It drove me nuts. I kept running. I'm like, maybe I just didn't import it right or whatever. Nope, nope, nope. It is like how it's done Made. intentionally or not. Uh-huh. The That's- sea was there for the taking, and they decided to leave it behind. Kind <laughs> of a glitter where glitters is gold. We're going to leave this sea right over here. Yeah. No, we're Cutting gonna- room floor. Yep, 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 yep. Arnival glitters where glitters is gold. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Uh, New sound effects. Mm -hmm. Like as if there weren't enough sound effects here already. (laughs) Did I read somewhere that a lot of the sound effects in Elephant Box were Star Trek? 
like I open and close doors I... and that kind of stuff. It does sound like that. Yes. And if I think back to like screensavers I had on my Mac, what was it called? The little color, color classic, uh-huh. the little f- like four and a half inch diagonal screen. And we had like the Tribbles screensaver <laughs> yeah. on it. And I remember hearing some of those. I think that it's true. I think it is. You know, the only place I think I saw that mentioned was in the comments on YouTube. Okay. That might have been where I saw it. Or the comments of the video. Yeah. Maybe so. I mean, it's no rock solid resource like Prince Vault, but it's on the internet. <laughs> I cannot confirm nor deny that as a fact, but I would not be surprised. Me either. It does have that kind of... And that was early 90s. I want to say that was very... That like when Star hip. Trek had a was, new, like, you know, a well, rebirth kind of. Yeah, because the next generation had started, mm-hmm. so there was a renewed interest in the Originals. 60s version. Yeah. Yeah, and it had gone into syndication. Mm-hmm. Correct. That was like the heyday of starting to rerun stuff. Yeah. It took television a really long time to get to the point where they started running things over again. They're like, yeah. oh, you know, you, maybe everybody didn't see it. Right. The when we aired it the first time, maybe we should run it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's already made. And we can sell ads for that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There are new tinkly keyboards added that kind of mm-hmm. channel surf in a minute and one seconds. Channel surf, I mean like going from left to right channel, the kind of thing mm-hmm. that might drive you a little crazy. Yes. There's also, I mean, I've got to point it out, right? Ana <laughs> at a minute and 34 seconds, where Ingrid actually says, Awoka. Um, and then there's like a two or three note piano that was added that I really like a lot at two minutes and 24 seconds to two minutes and 31 seconds. I do think that this whole album does lend itself to the Junior Vasquezian touch. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a good fit. Yes. So there's those keys that you're talking about at 224 mm. where uh, they're they're like he's playing chords. Yes. And then you get like a another very Junior Vasquez tinkling piano at 240. Yeah. We heard it before. At 101, but at 240, they're kind of layered on top of one another. Yeah, it's paired with a guitar uh-huh. in the album version, but here it's like pulled out and featured. Yep. Which I thought was nice. Very yes. nice. And I thought it was really nice because the there some of them sound real electric and some of them real, sound real acoustic. Yeah. It's a, it's a very nice mixture of the two. It is. Yeah. And then what I'm calling the lead line, do, 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 um, we don't hear it in this mix much until the three minute and six second mark, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the essence of the album version to me. That is like the, you know, if you're going to sing along, that's kind of the part you sing along with. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that there's not a lot of singing, if any, right on the song itself, but right. you, you follow me. Yes.
Yeah, there's some organs that kind of mix well with the xylophone sound. Yeah. It's very fun. Again, sort of an electronic sound with a more acoustic sound. It's, it's a an, nice way to mix them together. Yes, it is. It reminded me of the dichotomies that we talked about on the album itself. If you think of Junior Vasquez and his style of music, that is sort of a hallmark there. There are these, you know, yes, there's electronic beats, but there are acoustic parts that give it a warm tone and mm-hmm. parts so it doesn't sound quite so mechanical. Yes. Fair enough. That's fair. I hate to say it, but we get max headroom effects too a lot here. <laughs> you know, starting at five minutes and nineteen seconds, the elephant box, elephant box, l l l elephant box. Which becomes kind of a hallmark of this single. Yes. It's prevalent throughout the entire thing. It is the staccato sort of sampling. Yep. Is definitely is it's long at mm-hmm. six minutes and thirty six seconds, yeah. but this one's it generally kept my attention pretty well. I'd say so too. I mean, and again, it's the first new thing to hear as you put this in your playa. <laughs> um, <laughs> it kind of ends with a, a high pitched black sweat like note that holds at the mm-hmm. very end too. Um, so I was okay with this mix. Yeah. It's almost, it's not like it's radically, radically different because it does kind of, it doesn't take the song in different directions. It's almost just a different take on the music. Right. Uh, Cause there's not a lot to, you know, there's no additional lyrics or singing right. by Ingrid on the track at all. It's truly a, DJ style remix remix yeah the, the solo the solo I thought we were gonna get like from Star Trek to Star Wars oh. <laughs> it's not that kind of solo it's not Han no 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 it is not yeah almost the same length six minutes and 28 seconds and it's kind of starts with these like drawn out whiny notes and they kind of mm-hmm. reminded me when somebody will play a saw with a bow Oh, okay. It kind of had that quality uh, yeah. to it. Yeah. Didn't it sound very jungly to you? Like a like a new jungle-like beat and bass? The sure. I felt like, like I'm in the place where the elephants roam. Sure. Sure. And yeah. we get a swooshy sound that we'd gotten from the yeah. elephant house mixes also mm-hmm. in this. We're going to hear a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of labeled the solo as an instrumental extension of Elephant House. Sure. You know, that makes it like Elephant House, the mother-in-law suite mix. Uh-huh. And there after I go. made that note, I was like, you know, what other names could we make <laughs> to help me tell them all apart? Because they're not, you know, samey samey but there are a lot of similarities between these mixes so i was like well wouldn't fun more fun names help me like the tusk tusk no lyrics mix (laughs) or perhaps the (laughs) never forget the lyrics mix of elephant box oh there you go because elephants never forget forget. yeah Um, got it um my tongue is too busy working as my hand to sing or speak mix because that's what elephants do with their tongues they kind of work as like an arm and hand for them? That's more their nose, not their tongue. Oh, you're right. That's a trunk thing, not a tongue thing. (laughs) 
Sorry, Junior, you win that one. Okay, last one would be Mo Funk in your trunk mix. Oh, Mo Funk in your trunk. There you go. That's fine. All right, well, we've established in this episode that I know very little about elephant anatomy. <laughs> three minutes and 28 seconds, seconds, we get that two or three note piano line from mm-hmm. the house mix. Yeah, the chords. That I like a lot. Yeah. That's good. I was very grateful at two minutes and five seconds when the keys finally started to fall under a screaming pitch. Oh, <laughs> was it a little too? It was. It was a lot. Did it pierce your brain a little bit? Um, and <laughs> then those keys start to sound a little mournful mm-hmm. at five minutes and twenty seconds, almost like they too have realized they have overstayed their welcome. <laughs> Uh-huh. Do you think we should stop now? <laughs> yep. All right. Um, Again, too long. Yeah, yeah. Six, it's a it's a lot. I mean, almost six and a half minutes. Yeah, it's a lot. I forgot to look at the total track time on this thing, but it's got to be it's like forty minutes. Yeah, it's like an out. Al- there are Prince albums shorter than this maxi single. Yep. Track four, Elephant Box, the Bebop mix. That's right. Another topper of the six minute mark. Uh huh. Um, we get the Arnival start again mm-hmm. the c is missing but the lyrics are back um and 11 seconds in we get that lead line piano that took so long to get to in uh the house mix that we covered first they did keep the xylophone mm-hmm. a little bit later that really helps identify it yeah. So if you don't recognize it from the lead line immediately, once you get to the xylophone, then there's no question. I think if you made it to track four on the Ingrid Chavez <laughs> maxi single for Elephant Box, you're probably buying into Elephant Box, well, right? I mean, yes, but if you're at a club. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, which is where I would hope this stuff got played. Yes. Uh, there's no way to know that really no. now. We do get um, plucky guitars that channel surf behind verse two at 54 seconds. Smile goes in my heart. And swiftly like a child, I go closer and closer to who I am. Speaking of which, we get the album verses, the song verses pretty quickly mm-hmm. on this one too, after sitting through six minutes and however many seconds of the solo. Right. That's fairly... Yeah. Lyric free. Like, I think, yeah, was all there was in the solo. Does it even say elephant box anywhere in the solo? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Then we get those mechanical sounds that were in the solo. Okay. Are here too. Yeah. Like, it's interesting that, like, there's swooshy sounds and mechanical sounds that we're hearing start starting to build on one another, yeah. which is kind of interesting. It is like this was all done with this library of stuff. That's all like, this is the elephant box wing in the library. And <laughs> here's all of the things yeah. in the elephant box, and pick and choose things out of it. Right. Make, make some songs out of it. And you can, you can use them more than once, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's, it's not a rule that you can only use them once. That's right. We get a bassy part over deep drums at two minutes and 47 seconds. Which I kind of liked. It was a little different. Every time 
I listen to this when I hear parts that are unique to each song is when it really like gets my attention. Yeah. Um, it's the parts that are used more than once that sometimes you um, skip over a little bit. I mean, or I start to zone out a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, this is kind of zone out music too. Sure. Sort of like dinner party music. Sure. You know, at three minutes and three seconds, there was a part that I enjoyed a lot with a piano solo and some crazy percussion. Yeah, it's real loungy sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it got is. a little lounge flavor like to it. Like hip cool lounge, uh-huh. not like, oh my right. God, lounge music. But yeah, it does have that feel to it. that and then at four minutes it takes a more of a jazz club turn yeah it doesn't really sound much like elephant box at that point (laughs) but it's fun yeah very true um there is a lot on this single that has similarities to the remixes of cream on the cream maxi single Mm. many 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 so if you listen to if you listen to the q and doubt mix from the cream maxi single at three minutes and 57 seconds there's a similar piano line to what you hear between three minutes 43 seconds and three minutes and 50 seconds in this song Um, and there are other elements that I kind of started realizing, wow, this there's a lot from Cream that got its start oh. on the elephant blood. <laughs> elephant blood? <laughs> <laughs> no, the hippie box. No, damn it. The elephant box maxi single, or one gave birth to the other. They uh-huh. are very related. They are not so distant cousins. They are first cousins. Right. Which is a weird thing because Elephant Box was like zero traction, no popularity whatsoever, and Cream, number one song. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I thought that um, for your other podcast, Christy, Killer Fun, you could probably pick up some eerie sound effects. Oh. One in particular at five minutes and 29 seconds. Okay. We could work that into Killer Fun. <laughs> I think it'd be a nice crossover treat because I know we have a lot of listeners for both podcasts. <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. I don't think that we do, but if you are interested, <laughs> I'll put a link to that on <laughs> on our social media channels. I think, yeah, here we go. <laughs> We're crossing the streams. That's right. Oh, dear. Um, and there's some orchestration that was Mm -hmm. in the original version of elephant box. And we finally get that here, but not until like six minutes deep into the Um, single deep into the song. I wish it would have been pulled up a little more. It's such a neat, cool thing. And there it's just not, which you assume is Prince playing, you know, a synthesizer. Or it know. was pulled from Claire Fisher Maybe. or, you know, something he had lying around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what if we put this old shoe in this mix? <laughs> no, but are those or- orchestral sounds you have over there? Let's use those instead. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah. Are we so, on to the full pass I mix? I think we are. I like the name full pass mix. There are some there are a number of full pass mixes. In fact, one came up for me today oh. as I was out doing the yard work. Uh, a cream full pass mix just oh. happened to come up on my shuffle. Cool. And I thought I might be a fan of the full pass mixes. No. I should go look for those. Yeah. Um, it starts with your new killer fun sound effect, by the way. So that's the spot where you might just go lift it and see what might happen. And we do get lyrics and the lead line to start this one out, but it's different and more upbeat and happier drum percussion. I sure. asked myself in notes. Sure. I said nice drums. Nice drums. <laughs> Did you have those laying around with your extra shoe? <laughs> no, they were next to my orchestral mix. Okay. Let's see. Two minutes and 20 seconds. There's a unique deep siren part that mm-hmm. lasts for about 15 seconds there. Yep. And the or- orchestral sounds are well utilized in this one. Very good. It's Hold hard up. to say orchestral <laughs> into a microphone. <laughs> Yes. Especially when when you want to get past your dumb shoe jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how that was utilized in this one. Yeah. A little more upfront. Yep. You're right. It's a neat thing. It is neat. There's a lot, you know, the, the album version is it's a very 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 layered song yes for sure and there's lots of interesting things going on so Mm -hmm. it is cool that you know there's a full exploratory on display here for for that sure that piano solo that we've mentioned before Mm -hmm. is at two minutes and 51 seconds we get a nice guitar piano Bass part from four minutes and 15 seconds to four minutes and 22 seconds. That's one of my favorite moments on this very long maxi single. Yes, I agree. Uh, And your orchestral strings come in and help end this track. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, a little over long at six over six minute, minutes. Uh, yeah, there was like this magic six-minute mark that they were trying to hit here. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of six minutes, the dub uh-huh. box <laughs> clocks yeah. in at six minutes and four seconds. You qualify, dub box, for the six-minute finale. Mm-hmm. Do we get a beat that kicks in right away on this one and that piano lead line at eight seconds? So I think on the dub box, you get... Uh, pretty instantly recognizable elephant box remix mm-hmm. yes and we get lots of the staccato elephant box vocal samples yes but primarily this is an instrumental right exactly but we get that mechanical sound again we get the elephant box medley over mm-hmm. top of the junior vasquez piano chords yes yeah. it's very nice yeah I mean, it's like he just keeps going back and does the same stuff with different parts, mm-hmm. which is cool. But like you said, you've got to be in a spot where you're ready for this. Right. It is a 
it's a tough study, I guess I will say, Mm -hmm. to be looking at so many mixes, so much in common between them, but there are unique parts, uh, but there's a lot of lot of common elements that well weave throughout so much that i put three minutes and 30 seconds i'm bored so much of what we have heard in the other mixes and i see how it relates to the original track and all the other mixes but by the end i'm kind of over it wow it's like you wrote your own version of moby dick (laughs) call me ishmael i've had enough (laughs) but this one is unique did you catch what happens at three minutes and 52 seconds in this song, Christy? I guess not. What? Do you recall a little song called Release It uh-huh. on Graffiti Bridge that had an uncredited sample of Squib Cakes by Tower of Power? Yes. They are here oh. in this. And by golly, if they're not going to credit it on Release It, you can be damn sure they're not going to do it here. But go <laughs> to the three minute and 52 second mark of Elephant Box Dub box and you got yourself some squib cakes awesome or release it depending on very cool how you want to listen to it there's uh two more things i wanted to mention on this one four minutes and 52 seconds there's a nice two second bass key breakdown that's also unique i was like i wish that had been a little longer mm-hmm. because it does make this very uh, a standout part of an otherwise a little samey samey mix. Sure. But then at five minutes and fifty four seconds through the fade out, yeah. it's a hundred percent squib cakes again. Oh, I was wondering what that strange little coda was. It's oh. this. It's squib it's cakes. Squib cakes. I'm telling oh. you. Like I wanted to hear, release it, boy. (laughs) So it's a cool little crossover of a sample used in Graffiti Bridge. It's a nice tie-in here in this single that was recorded long before Graffiti Bridge came out, starting Grid. And here we are long after Graffiti Bridge, and we get it in a remix. Mm-hmm. You go, Squib Cakes. That's right. Then we found a track, because we didn't get enough. of. <laughs> we, we needed more storage, so we need another elephant box. Um, for whatever reason, the Ivory Dub mix, also 6 minutes and 35 seconds, was only on the 12-inch vinyl. They did not bother putting it on the CD Maxi single. Maybe they'd had enough, too. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I don't know why, but that's Uh, what they did. That is what they did. There's a lot of bassy keys and a downbeat to kick it off Mm -hmm. that, you know, again, is pretty instantly recognizable as a Junior Vasquez Prince era remix. Um, What I think are the Star Trek sound effects of a door opening at 25 seconds and 29 seconds. Again, used in a lot of these mixes and also in the album version itself. Um, We get that isolated piano solo from the album version at 2 minutes and 47 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, We get a very, what I'm calling, ethereal breakdown at 4 minutes and 26 seconds to 4 minutes and 35 seconds. And directly after that little breakdown, you get lots of staccato elephant box samples of Ingrid's voice. (laughs) 
heard and heard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there is a percussion breakdown that's not in the other mixes at five minutes and 44 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking for what makes the Ivory dub special, well, just, just wait till five minutes and 44 seconds. Have some patience. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, and we get kind of a bass keyboard and sound effect ending. And um, yeah, they're just, I don't know that I even as many times as I've listened to this, which has been a lot, I don't know that I could necessarily identify any of these mixes by name. Right. Because That's they fair. do kind of blend together in the mind. You get uh, elephant boxed into oblivion. Well, when you pull everything from the same box. Yeah, that's true. Then sometimes yeah. that's what happens. And Junior was rolling around in an elephant box. <laughs> and right. I mean, I think we have seen the exploratory here. That's super fair. Nothing left in the tank. That's right. Or the trunk. All right. Then we have the elephant box video. Right. You know. You were uh, so excited. Yeah. You know me and videos. Now, yeah. I have to say. I was not looking forward to dealing with the videos for this episode, but I'm very glad I watched them. That's good. I'm very glad. I appreciate the artistic nature of the elephant box video. Uh Uh-huh. A for effort in my book. Yes. Art direction, videography, editing. It is, I'm sorry, but Prince could have taken some lessons or used the same director Uh uh, and had a lot of success because it was beautifully shot. It's not cheesy. Doesn't look like 1990 or 1991. Mm-hmm. Ages well. Uh, also, not over sexualized for what you almost always saw in a Prince female protege video. Right. It she is was all cute, but not very like, glamorous. Very. Yeah. Um, She's got real like fashiony, pretty slick down hair. Yeah. And each scene has its own look. She's in a, either a white outfit or a black outfit or pajamas, basically. Yeah. And they Comfortable each have, video clothes. Well, and they each have their own kind of color. Yeah. There's a black and white. Yeah. There's one with gold overtones, one with yeah. blue overtones. There's one that's all in color, but right. muted. Yeah. It's very nice. There is an HQ version on YouTube also uh-huh. that is really... A nice watch. Yes. It's not, you know, 16 by 9. It's 4 by 3. Uh-huh. Because it was shot in 1991. Right. But it's high quality, so it's not all what the kids call potato pixel. Well, we call that VHS tape stretching. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was a really nice video. Yeah, Um, I agree. I am not one to be easily impressed by videos, period. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one is um, easy to appreciate. Yeah. And uh, Richard, our friend on Facebook, pointed out that the style of both the photo shoot and the video were likely to have been inspired by an artist and photographer known for his black and white work, Man Ray. And I went and looked at some of his work, Uh and I would say that is a fair comparison. Okay. There was, if I recall correctly, right, there were objects that were shot with, like, long shadows and Uh an egg. uh, (laughs) And uh, some sea creatures. Yes. And curled paper. Right. And a drill bit. 
Oh, I didn't. I don't think I saw the drill bit. Um, I couldn't tell you, but I just thought, you know, especially for probably shot on a relatively low budget. Ingrid is the only uh-huh. human in it. Right. I think. Right. Yeah. Everything else is propped and lit really smartly. Mm-hmm. But there was glasses that were put like on a deck. Okay. With light shined through them. Oh. It was real inexplicable, but interesting. I think I saw it was a pretty quick edit of that, and I didn't recognize what it was and didn't think to go back and, and watch it again. But uh-huh. yeah, I think I know the part that you're yeah. talking about. It's glasses. And I'm like, does it make sense? No. But it doesn't matter. It was all a dream. It's like, yeah, it's just like still life, pretty, um, mm-hmm. glamorous. Right. And I we mean, get to see like what's a, in the elephant block box that's right yeah yeah she opens it up and all the jewelry that she wore in the video yeah is there i was disappointed i thought it was going to be you know like the ark or something <laughs> uh <laughs> but her face didn't melt off so that's a plus <laughs> um i would also say oh, it was just very like an art film almost like a more sensical perfume commercial sure yes it made more sense than most Perfume commercials. Yep. Yes. I mean, I give it high marks. Sure. Well, that you watched it at all makes me very happy. Well, I'm glad. That's what I try to do is make you happy. You do an excellent job. What's next? Hippie box? Elephant blood? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, one of those. Hippie blood. Hippie blood. Free spirit edit. Additional remix and production by Tom Richardson. He was a DJ who worked with Warner Brothers, and this was the last project he worked on before his death, October 25th, 1991. Oh, no. So he wasn't even alive when this was finally released, which was, well, like March, March something, March 5th, 1992. mm -hmm, And this was the last project he worked on before that. And then uh, Eric Cooper, Cooper, K-U-P-P-E-R, he has on his Discogs, record that he's worked on over 2,000 records since 1986. Okay. Still going strong. And what did he do again? He uh, what did additional production and remixing. Okay. Yeah, they worked on it together. Gotcha. So this is one certainly with no real Prince involvement again because mm-hmm. he didn't perform on the album track and uh, is not mentioned here right. at all. Thank goodness we had that deep dive into flanging because there's a lot of flanging effects <laughs> uh-huh. on drums and vocals, um, you know, on the infectious groove to make your body move. Followed it 12 seconds by soaring keyboards and mm-hmm. like all the vocals those continue keys are to have those. Super 80s yeah. kind of sounding. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. has that flanging. So there's effect. the flanging, but then there's also like layers of it, yeah. like altered layers in yep. addition to the flanging. Yep. Just interesting. So yeah. many Ingrids. It was, it's so many Ingrids. So little, I would say so little time, but there's plenty of time to take it all in. <laughs> I also thought, you know, so this is the free spirit edit. So mm-hmm. there's got to be a non edit somewhere. Right. And that's what made me go back and look. I'm like, Oh yep. It's on the 12 inch vinyl, the free spirit mix mm-hmm. without the edit. So WTF 
we can't get the full free spirit edit on a CD maxi single that has like 12 tracks on it. How many are on here? A zillion. A, I don't a know. zillion. Exactly. That's how many there are. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can find it on YouTube, which I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. post a link to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after I listen to the full unedited free spirit mix and then came back here to listen to the free spirit edit. How dare you edit my spirit when it should be free (laughs) at at two minutes and 52 seconds. You can tell where there's an edit, especially if you listen to the 12 inch version, it removes a percussion breakdown on the edit. um, And it's a little abrupt. And I had never noticed that before. And all the hundreds of times I've listened to the free spirit edit, I've never noticed the edit before. That's my biggest takeaway. There you go. It's a very, very prolonged fade out here too. Yes. But I thought this was a nice mix. It's upbeat. And if you like some hippie blood, then, hey, it's four minutes and seven seconds, which is like the shortest (laughs) mix we've covered thus far. Uh So at least they get you in and out quickly. You know, they're Mm -hmm. like Chick-fil-A on the free spirit. That's right. (laughs) Um, Then we have the keep pumping it mix. Uh, Prince did the additional production and remixing on this one Mm -hmm. as Paisley Park. Yes. Yes. Definitely starting to build his brand there. Um, Yeah. And I don't know why he wanted to hide behind that. uh, I don't Because he's a good mixer. Right. We start with an isolated piano line from Mm -hmm. the album version and then a downbeat and samples of Keep Pumping It, which I tried to find Uh where it was from and could not. No, I couldn't either. Okay. I looked and... I don't know. Beat baby. I don't know. Did he just ask Levi to shout it? Maybe because I think Levi makes appearances Mm -hmm. on here throughout. But he did sample his friend and cohort and mama of Tevin Campbell, Mavis Staples. Did you not hear no. that? Yow! From oh. Melody Cool? No, I it's, didn't realize what who it was, but now that you say oh that. Oh, yeah. It's completely lifted from Melody Cool. It's Mavis Staples. And, of course, uncredited. If you're going to do that with Squib Cakes, you're going to do that with Melody Cool, right? <laughs> other parts that made me think of other things here. Knowing that Prince was doing this, adding some additional instrumentation, Um, At a minute and 42 seconds, there's a long electric bass line. Yeah, I called them noisy guitars. Yeah. Sounds real similar to the one you hear in the Party Man Purple Party Mix at three minutes and 38 seconds. It's not exactly the same, but it is the same approach. Definitely uh, a technique that was picked up from the Batman era. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Shortly after that, in a minute and 58 seconds, underneath verse 2, if you listen closely to the synth bass line that's here... It is super close to the one used in Cream Ethereal Mix right at the beginning, zero 
seconds to eight seconds. The that's my impression. Also, part of Things Have Gotta Change, also on the Cream Maxi single from 18 seconds to 28 seconds. I was just building this library in my head of all these connections between Hippie Blood and the Cream Maxi single. As Tony M said, what the hell I got to do with Cream? We get a nice little breakdown at 5 minutes and 21 seconds where there's the downbeat and the piano line that kicked off the song mm-hmm. makes another appearance. So I love that it takes these ups and downs and it's a little roller coaster of a, of a track. Yeah, it's fun. Very different than the elephant box experience. Um mm-hmm. I don't know who it is that's saying Ingrid in the house at five minutes and 38 seconds. I would guess Levi Caesar Jr. But I mean, it is worth visiting that because after you hear Ingrid in the house, there's some tremendous acoustic guitar that I am guessing probably correctly added completely by Prince. I'm sure. Well, and there's layers of guitars. There's mm-hmm. the acoustic guitar. There's a bass guitar. There's a rhythm guitar. All of them layered on top of one another, and it's fantastic. Yeah. The end of the song, 5 minutes and 56 seconds through 6 minutes and 14 seconds as it builds to include new funky bass parts and then fades out. It is a great listen Uh and probably very underrated as far as a Prince remix track goes. Very fair. Four stars for me on this one. What? Oh, Isn't it six minutes out? and something? Well, I mean, six minutes is, and 35 like, seconds. I wanted more of that. I wanted like leave some of the other You're stuff right. out. And You're right. Me too. More uh, of that. Like, let, let him have some fun. It's interesting for him to come in and like feature him being Prince to come in and highlight keyboards played by other musicians uh-huh. that, on a song that he didn't have a lot to do with. Right. And to add his touch to it there. That's right. Well, he had to come in. He had some FOMO. He heard That's what right. a fun song it was yeah. after he abandoned it and was like, here, Michael Koppelman. That's you right. just deal Couple with this. Couple this, man. <laughs> Couple this. Great remix. Yeah. Very good. Then we have the commune mix. If six minutes wasn't enough Go. for you, how about seven minutes and 37 seconds? Kicking off with the Middle Eastern sitar-like sounds mm-hmm. from the album version. Uh, but we quickly get past that to another piano line and downbeat, which I was excited about. I yeah. liked it. It was real Broadway sounding to yeah. me. Yeah, very much so. From 44 seconds to a minute and two seconds, you get these very housey synths mm-hmm. and beats. 
So I'm still like on board at yeah. this part. Um, all the verses are flanged, like the effects In the free uh, added, added to the free spirit edit. Yeah. And it's a very airy mix mm-hmm. was kind of my take on this. Right. Um, there's a sloppy edit in here too. I found it four minutes and three seconds where it cuts from some very airy instrumental into her saying infectious groove to make your body move. Uh-huh. And it's uh it's kind of like a tape cut splice mm-hmm. splice kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, because I was like, what is, what are there new lyrics? What is this? And I couldn't understand what she said in that one. Now I now I know because we hear it again later. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> After she says fly butterfly at five minutes and thirty-two seconds, we get an appropriate synth sound effect that sounds like a plane taking off uh-huh. or something going into flight. Right. So that was a little bit of a, what if we had a girl wearing a raspberry hat in the raspberry beret <laughs> video moment? Yes. We get some little chord keyboard bits that kind of sound like the Junior Vasquez mixes of Elephant Box. Yeah. In here as well, and the, like, we hear that a few times in here, but it's very... Like he didn't have anything to do with this, but mm-hmm. it Elephant Box came out first, so maybe yeah. they shared some things. Maybe so. Um, there was plenty of time in between those mm-hmm. two singles. If you like Ingrid's singing and the chorus of this song, then check out the ending starting at about seven minutes and five seconds. It's got a nice chorus breakdown with bass with a uh, bassy beats and mm-hmm. a piano ending it yeah. ends nicely i think there's just yeah, kind of a isolated vocals yeah, yeah what's it's it's the beginning and the end are great what's yeah. in the middle of the hippie blood sandwich is a little uh i don't know drawn out This was not my favorite one, but I liked parts of it. Me too. Uh, Then we get a couple tracks that we have the privilege of skipping because we covered them on uh, our last episode when we talked about May 19, 1992. Track four is the Hippie Blood album version. Yep. Track five, I guess you could call it the B-side, Whispering Dandelions. Right. Even though it's smack in the middle. Yeah. Yep. Then we have the Funky House Edit. Again, additional Prince remixing in production as Paisley Park. Correct, and exactly six minutes in length. Yes. It was engineered by Steve Noonan. Uh, He did a ton of work with Prince in the early 90s and uh, made his own music as well and just released an album called Dreamland, January of 2022. I had no idea. Yep. I didn't even see his name. Steve Noonan. Noonan. Yep. All right. N-O-O-N-A-N. Oh, okay. And then uh, Ray Handfelt worked with Prince throughout all of the 90s and as an engineer. And he worked with 
proteges like Ingrid, Carmen Electra, Tevin Campbell, Margie Cox. Okay. And then also with known people to Prince, Mavis Staples, Shaka Khan, also MC Hammer. Wow. He worked with. So he's done lots and lots of stuff. Interesting. He's too legit to quit. (laughs) So it's the Funky House edit. Again, they make a point of saying edit. So where's the Funky House second story? The part that is not the edit, I don't know. Uh, But we do get tambourines, a downbeat, and channel identification, courtesy of Prince's samples Mm -hmm. of somebody. Where did this come from? Left, left center, (laughs) center, right center, talking to the right. Uh Left center, center, right center, talking to the right. I don't I don't know what that is or what it's from, but it sounds like he's telling us how to dance. Yeah, what was the silly 80s song that's got Aww. the grandma dancing uh-huh. to the rap, the hip yeah. to the hop, a hippie to the hop, hop, uh-huh. hip, whatever it is? Yeah. That's what this reminded me of. Yeah. I mean, which they probably could have used for the hip to the hop to the hippie, hippie blood. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yep. Uh, Ingrid in the house at 49 seconds and then Uh some nice growly bass parts through a minute and two seconds, which is Prince playing bass like an MF. Yes. Gone ham. Ingrid in the house. There's some little guitars at 35 seconds, a little before that. Uh-huh. Nice. Don't shoot me. Uh-oh. Oh. They sound a little bit like Hanging Tough by New Kids on the Block from 1988. Oh, they, oh, they say oh, the, oh, oh. Uh-huh, exactly. The yeah. O's kind of sound the same, and they don't... They don't really sound the same, but they kind of have the same flavor. Hmm. Well, I didn't hear that, so okay. thanks for putting that thought in my head. There's a <laughs> <laughs> there's a thought I won't be able to get rid of. Um, another sample, or Levi Caesar Jr. perhaps, saying, Open up, y'all. Ingrid's lyrics, you know, include spiritual evolution. Uh-huh. And there's uh, in, uh, Levi, I believe, reiterating, in case you didn't catch it, in one of the uh-huh. previous seven-minute mixes at a minute and 17 seconds, spiritual evolution. Uh-huh. And it's followed by guitars. Oh, That yeah. I'm like, that's the spiritual can, evolution can, right can there. Can I have just a track of that from a minute and 21 seconds to a minute and 29 seconds? Oh. I had forgotten that acoustic guitar playing immediately followed by, there's a, we get Prince vocals in here. And now granted, it's only just him going, whoo, <laughs> but it's repeated a number of times. Did you hear that? Oh, it I is didn't... in this from, a, from that part uh, forward. And it, it is him giving his call out. His huh. signature, woo. Very fun. Uh, and it's it's sampled and repeated a lot throughout this. Yeah. 
nice little high rhythm guitar part that's new at a minute and 55 seconds, which I'm giving pres- uh, credit to Prince for that. Mm-hmm. And two minutes and 22 seconds to two minutes and 39 seconds. The same rhythm guitar hits and Prince's woo! Uh-huh. got it once you hear it you'll never be able to unhear prince's voice in us yeah at two minutes and 53 seconds some of that guitar sounded a little bit like it could have been from kiss oh okay pretty strongly to my cool you don't have to have hippie (laughs) blood Um, i can't count i can't with the bouncy sound bits there was a, like four oh, spots yeah, yeah. Where, where it just like bouncy, 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 bouncy. Back bouncy. and forth between your heads. Oh, yeah. yeah, between your heads, between your ears. <laughs> you have one head, two ears. <laughs> if I had two ears per head, that would be. If you had two heads, no, I mean, two you wouldn't head. need me for oh, this podcast. <laughs> Guessing it's Levi Caesar Jr. at four minutes and 21 seconds saying, look in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day. Yeah. Look in the sky. It's a beautiful day. Uh, kind of unnecessary. Right. Like, whatever. It's the positivity. It is. No, I mean, I don't, I don't want to rain on the hippie blood parade. It's fine. Um, but four minutes and 48 seconds to the very end of this is a must listen in headphones. Pay attention to the bass playing. It is some of the funkiest stuff you're going to hear in a while. Uh, on yeah. this podcast from Prince. And it's uh, in the left channel mostly. Oh, it's so good. It is just, it's un, uh, unmissable. You could miss it if you don't listen to it, but you right. shouldn't miss it. You should listen. In the house. Right. Super Rossi. It's like we're just trademarking bi weekly. That's right. Where it can once, mean either yeah, twice, twice a week, week or, or once every, every other two. week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you should listen to this probably every other week. There, there it's you go. very, very pleasant. Yeah. Or twice a week. If that's twice more a week, your pleasure. Would, it would be fine. I've listened to it more than twice a day all week uh, preparing for this. And while I did enjoy it and love a lot of it, I'm ready to move on. But yeah, we're only on track seven. <laughs> Which is the club mix. That's right. Six minutes and 53 merciless seconds. Mm-hmm. I say that. It's a super synthy intro with what I call poppy percussion. It's very synthesizer percussion. Right. Well, and it's got kind of a different sound yes, it because does. the additional production was provided by Joseph Pal Joey Longo, who is a DJ in New Jersey. Did not know that. She backs up from her microphone and practically crosses her hands and is like, hmm. No, yeah. I was messing with stuff. Okay. Well, mess mess away. Uh, I did not see that. Um, you know, it's like this is the same tempo 
of a song, but somehow more easygoing, more laid back. Yeah, that's fair. You get uh, synth horn stabs at a minute and 16 seconds. Mm-hmm. You get a kind of a stop in a minute and 34 seconds, and we go back to the synth heavy intro, and then Ingrid's beat baby. They did find like parts of her lyrics that work well as remix samples. Right. You know. Well, and I think that the sort of delivery of the slam poetry style yeah. that was real popular then kind of lends itself it to being sampled and adjusted and yeah. used over and over in yeah. ways that like are a like a dub different. dub mix paradise from right the coffee houses that you could easily turn into coffee lounges absolutely i just from like 2 minutes until 5 minutes and 40 seconds uh, i'm like this is much of the same mm-hmm. i mean if you enjoy it like i said it's probably great uh, atmospheric music, you know, sure. play it in the background, but to like sit, can, focus on it. There's, it's easy to, to for the mind to wander. Again, uh, dinner party music. Yeah, you can put it on and have a conversation over it, but have something pleasant going on. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, and maybe that's mission accomplished here. Yes, um, but you get much of the same until there's a drum breakdown at five minutes and forty seconds, and then. synthesizer fade out yeah i put there's nothing bad here but there's nothing spectacular either that's fair that's why i kind of just think it's a it's a it's a a zone out kind of song sure you know you can you can do some good mental health work there you go just closing your eyes and have a moment to yourself or six minutes and 53 moments 53 (laughs) seconds worth of moments for yourself uh, during the club mix. I don't think of this as like a club mix kind of thing. This was the most oddly named. It could have been the hippie blood trance mix, but I don't think of this as like a club no. thing. No, there's more, definitely more clubby ones like the happy hippie mix. Track eight. Uh-huh. Uh, very clubby with the echoey mm. I'm happy oh yeah and the beat now and where I'm happy came from you got me no. I went looking all over the place so like where did this get pulled from don't know if it's a sample obviously it's a sample but did, did they record it for this or lift it uncredited from you know mm-hmm. squib pie by Tower <laughs> of Power I don't know <laughs> it was definitely not from squib cake but it might have been from squib pie right okay exactly the make your body move sample mm-hmm. um, is a clever way to make this kind of a danceable song mix. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's more clubby than the club mix. Right. And that was all we also heard that bit in the commune mix. Yes. Yeah. Sure did. Like, yeah. yeah the- a little like Elephant Box, there are pieces of this that are interwoven throughout right. all tracks. Uh-huh. Um, 
We get percussion and keys that pan from the left to the right channel at uh, a minute and 26 seconds. Same thing happens with a synthesizer line that pans left to right at two minutes. Mm -hmm. You tell me. So I think that the style of this is a little Madonna-ish on the cover uh, artwork. From three minutes and seven seconds to three minutes and 25 seconds, very Madonna Mm Vogue-like drums. I went back and listened to Vogue and listened to this, and they are really, really, really similar. Really? Okay. I mean, really similar. Strike the pose. All right. Yeah. You should check it out. Yeah. They're almost one and the same. Um, Four minutes and 26 seconds, there's a flanged hippie vocal with an echo uh-huh and we get a fade out and we're done after 5 minutes and 21 seconds hopefully leaving you happier hippier and mixier there you go then we have freedom's beating heart mix only three minutes and 45 seconds now. Mm-hmm. Track Michael nine. Michael did this remix. Oh, didn't know that? Yeah. Okay. We get a lot of percussion elements from the Funky House edit, mm-hmm. but more of an airy feel with the pads right. that play underneath and lots of beat baby samples from Ingrid's vocals. Mm-hmm. Yep. There, there's a really nice use of stereo at like mm-hmm. 20 seconds. Ooh, it was just really, it was I'm impressed that really you got well. impressed by the use of stereo here. Mm-hmm. I like annoyed stereo. I just mm-hmm. don't like bouncy stereo, yeah. but I like different things in different channels and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice mix. Um, there's an abridged chorus at uh, two minutes and 34 seconds, so you only get the our hippie blood, uh-huh. but you don't get the full uh, clever hints of better ways to help us through these Paisley days. Um, so if you like the chorus, then it's kind of fun, different mm-hmm. take on the chorus. Yeah. Before that, at two minutes and 10 seconds, there's some uh, sampling and layers of lyrics mm-hmm. and they remain recognizable but it's a unique way of organizing them okay. which I really appreciated cool and it's like you mentioned a really good link <laughs> yeah well especially after I mean nine tracks is a lot of tracks yes on this very very short in mm-hmm. comparison to all the other mixes but we never fret there's another <laughs> Yes, another pal Joey. Oh, I remix. didn't know he did this. Uh-huh, so the, we're talking about the Latin Light Edit. Yes. That was available on the 12 inch promo and also a 5 inch CD single promo, uh-huh. but not included on the officially released 
maxi single. There was just a crap ton of effort and resources put into remixes for these two songs. Yes. There's no doubt about that. Yes. There's some pretty vocalization that was also in Pal mm-hmm. Joey's club mix. Okay. That was, I didn't really recognize that being from the album Origin, version yeah. of Hippie Blood. Yep. But we hear that in both of his versions. Yeah. I thought this was very similar sounding to the club mix. Sure. I don't know that it was Latin necessarily. No, I don't know where they got Latin from, but I thought this one, like I would have been this, the Latin light edit should have been in place of the club mix. If you ask me. Okay. I thought this one was better. I thought of the two that pal Joey did. Of hippie blood, this was the better one. Okay, it's definitely shorter and it's similar. And it's since similar, we agree that the club mix is a little long, then uh-huh. I'd have to just by a process of simple deduction <laughs> agree with you. Well, but there's I don't know some tinkling piano mm-hmm. that, but it's more echoey in this version, and that was pretty and nice. And there's these real hollow sounding drums yeah. that are really nice. Clouds bursting with rain in a perfect sky. Open up and then there's a really a light drum breakdown at three minutes and twenty seconds. Okay. And I thought all of that was more successful. Than the club mix. I guess it had like higher peaks and lower valleys. Not the valleys being the, the bad parts, but just there was more variety in this. Yes. In a shorter period of time. Yes. Than you got in the club mix. Yes. I thought this was the more successful of the two. Fair enough. Yeah. Then we have the Hippie Blood video. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I agree. I'm still <laughs> with you t- completely. <laughs> I know you paused there for a second. I wasn't no. sure you were ready to move on. No, I'm um, ready to move on. Yeah. What was it, that, like 97 minutes of <laughs> hippie blood mixes? Something like that. Yeah. It I, starts with the same instrumental as the commune mix. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, another very competently shot art directed and edited video right especially considering the time period when it was easy to make a cheap and crummy video uh-huh and they did not right they made a maybe it was cheap, cheap and but pretty it was video not, yes yes right. usually you get to pick like two out of three being you know fast cheap uh-huh good and good right um you can have it it's, fast it's, and good but it won't be cheap that's right um, but it, this is good. Uh huh. Um, and maybe they did it inexpensively. Or, yeah, inexpensively. Yeah. And they could have done it quickly. I have no idea. I have no idea either. But I love the little charming paper airplane type yeah. thing. Uh huh. I couldn't, I looked all over trying to figure out what, what that was is. called. Yeah. I'm like, it looks Japanese. It looks it like does. it's this little, almost looks like a 
falling yeah. flower leaf yeah, that combined spins. with a butterfly. Yeah. And it's these little flapping wings that mm-hmm. kind of spin and it's on a little dowel. It's yeah. just lovely. It's very dainty. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I think we both appreciate like a Japanese aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And a def- this video has some of that. Yes. In it. It's a real cerebral kind of video with sort of weird imagery. Yeah. Ingrid's on a bridge mm-hmm. with grapevine stuff making the bridge and a wall of photos behind her. Yeah. It's I, weird. I meant to stop and go back and look. Were they photos of her? Because they so. look like photos from the shoot that all the album artwork came yes. from. Yes. I think so. And then there's a room that's kind of lit like a sanctuary. Yeah. Ingrid dances amidst floating pressed flowers yeah. that kind of look like yeah. the flowers from Purple Rain. They do. Yeah. It was like the flowers were pressed and put on a sheet of glass and that was laid in front of the camera. Uh-huh. So and it then... wasn't done with like cheap green screen effects mm-hmm. either. I think a lot of this was all practical stuff. Right. That makes it timeless and, and look um, maybe more expensive. It's got a definite kind of art, artistic style, style yes, to it that sure. um, is not cheapened by making it a video. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's clocks, children running around Ingrid in circles. Yes. Um, I mean, there's no real story. No. But it's just supposed to be pretty. Yeah. My only complaint is that she has fly butterfly mm-hmm. a make a flower your home fly and she releases something it's not a butterfly it's a bird <laughs> you're right i thought it was a, like a a hedgehog at first <laughs> yeah <laughs> like wow but yeah you're right yeah now i was like should we complain about that if we complain about the uh raspberry hat in the raspberry beret video that you know, she would release a butterfly when she says fly butterfly. But then it doesn't make any sense to say fly butterfly unless she has like trouble identifying animals, <laughs> which I haven't read about, but it could be a condition. I don't know. You think when she had a toddler, she'd be good at identifying the animals. That's right. Because they like to talk about them a lot. They do. And they ask you enough questions that you would, you know, have to look it up. Uh-huh. Let's go to the library, Junior. Uh-huh. Not, not Vasquez. <laughs> Little Junior Ingrid. Yeah, <laughs> Junior Ingrid. Jingrid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we have one more video. We do. Heaven must be near. It has to be a, a promotional video. Correct. Yes. Um, she's doing this pretty singing in a reflection to start mm-hmm. with, which is very nice. Um, and she's got her kind of usual. Either all black or all white outfits. Yes. Yep. She's very good in monochrome mm-hmm. and sepia tone. That's right. And black and white. Yeah. She's in some beautiful natural spaces. Yeah. Very fall looking, bright colored yellow leaves. Mm-hmm. And then she's also outside near art. Yes. Yes. And that art, I looked it up. Yeah. Let's hear is it. It's the Minneapolis Sculpture Garden. Yeah. And. There were three different pieces of art featured in the video. So there's the Spoon Bridge and Cherry yes. by Claes Olenberg oh, from 1988. So you found the actual artwork oh, yes, itself. I did. Good for you. And then there was the Standing Glass Fish, which okay. is like a big blue fish that's yeah. kind of on its side, uh, by Frank Gehry from 1986. 
And then there's like a dome on pillars that she's kind of walking around under and they showed a shot where they look up through it into the sky. And that's Prophecy of the Ancients by Brower Hatcher from 1988. I looked it up too because I wasn't, I thought, ooh, this looks like the Arboretum. Oh, uh uh-huh. And it certainly looked like, um, you know, northern Minnesotan trees, Mm -hmm. the the kind of trees that Prince was shot against for the hits and b-sides yes and some of that she was maybe was by paisley park um but yeah it wasn't wasn't the arboretum it was the what is it called again statue garden minneapolis sculpture Garden. sculpture garden sorry which is free and open to the public from 6 a.m to midnight every day Well, that's where I that's found great. all the information. I just happen to remember that. Awesome. If I were nearby, I would go visit it. Mm-hmm. This was another, I mean, I think that these were very competently done, tasteful, timeless, appropriate, um, would not would be very proud to have done them. If I was Ingrid, I'd be proud. I mean, captured her. Not yeah. that she's not beautiful now. She was beautiful, very beautiful then. Uh-huh. Just marvel in her charming beauty. Yes. That's all this video is meant for you to do. Totally. Like, it would be something I'd... If I, if I were her, I would cherish all three of those and be proud of them forever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, count me shocked <laughs> about the videos. Count yeah, me shocked. You, like, barely watched them, like... Watched them right before we came in and sat down in here. But I was... Under duress. I decided to do it myself. Thank you. But I was captured by them all. I watched them on my phone, and I enjoyed... There was not a single part of it I thought that I rolled my eyes at or thought, stupid. There's none of that. Only the bird for me. Okay, that didn't bother me. I was like, ooh, a hamster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, it flew away. What is it? (laughs) Wow. A winged hamster. (laughs) All right. Then we've got a couple of unreleased tracks from Ingrid and Prince. The first of which is titled Seven Corners. Mm -hmm. Four minutes and 40 seconds. Yep. Um, recorded much earlier um, than when these maxi singles were released anyway. Recorded in the summer of 1989 at Paisley Park. Yes, um, it's got the voiceovers that we hear in the movie yes, are largely do. pulled from this. Yes, exactly, which is interesting. Like, why not just put it on the Graffiti Bridge soundtrack? Well, well, I mean, yeah, because Ingrid is barely part of it at all. I, exactly. Yeah, in fact... On Prince Vault, it notes that this song is listed in the end credits of the movie, but only some of the lyrics can be overheard. Right. You know, in in the in the movie itself. So, yeah. Like uh, it's just around the corner that we hear a hundred ra- times. Yes. I mean, it is like a sledgehammer to the head. Like yes. we get the point. Yep. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. It's just around the corner. Yeah, uh, we get. Percussion, but no real discernible beat. Right. It's kind of this atmospheric sound. Sound, like yeah. drum poetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the angel is feeling the need to prepare the club area. The new kingdom is coming. We got to prepare. And then there's an overt religious reference. Father, won't you give me a sign? Yes. I feel you here with me. What's the sign? I feel you. Thank you. Yeah. What's the sign? 
very overt. It is. It's but a little too. Uh, yeah. It's this whole movie and this song stumbles between trying to be mysterious and over-explaining or mm-hmm. doing the mysterious parts over and over and over again right. to where you think that it's just, it, it becomes a joke. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's very fair. And then we have a little rap. Seven corners, two souls fight. Presumably that's Morris and the kid. Because one wants money and one wants light. Uh-huh. Morris wants money. That's and right. Prince wants light. Seven corners, two souls light. One wants money, one wants light. Without peace, without love, nothing's ever gonna turn out right. Child of the spirit, neither one can ignore. Here to show them heaven's door. Love always wins in the end. But neither are correct in their desire entirely because they're not concerned enough with love. Correct. Because without it, nothing's ever going to turn out right. That's right. Uh, A child with a spirit neither one can ignore, which is her character. Yeah. Here to show them heaven's door as the slightly underinformed angel. Looks like an (laughs) angel that missed orientation. (laughs) Uh, And then the statement, love always wins in the end. Okay. Nice sentiment. Meant to be uplifting right just it really falls flat that's fair maybe that's why it didn't get released yeah then we have another song that is unreleased standing in the rain right Mm -hmm. much 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 earlier yeah going back to prince and ingrid's winter together i guess you would Uh say in december of 1987 yes and it's unusual in that we get them talking to one another. They're having a little conversation. They do. Um, a very scripted conversation. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. sounds like they are reading. It's like line reading with Prince and Ingrid. Uh, yeah. So while this is considered unreleased, Ingrid did distribute 100 copies of a promotional music CD. Really? In June of 2018, that included Standing in the Rain. Really? Mm-hmm. But because it was promotional and so few, it's still yeah. considered unreleased. Interesting. Who did they get distributed to? Who are these hundred people? I don't know. It's promotional. So I assume somebody that she was, and it was in Europe. No. Oh, okay. So she was trying to drum up interest for something. Okay. I mean, more power to her for yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Again, I think there's just as <laughs> it is so juvenile. The dialogue, I mean, it makes actually makes Graffiti Bridge uh, seem much more well written. <laughs> I will say that much. <laughs> they go from we hear the rain, they're uh-huh. talking about the rain, they're yep. thinking in the rain, and then it becomes a conversation about grabbing dinner. Yeah. Well, he asks her what she wants to be when she grows up. Yeah. Or, and she he guesses uh, what off she camera, wants to be. Right? But we don't get to ever hear what he thinks she's going to be, except that he's wrong. Yeah, because she says, nope. Thinking about what I want to be when I grow up. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Nope. 
Yeah, I said it's a very quizzical conversation. So why are you smiling? Because I'm happy. Prince says, because I'm happy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I thought. Then you must be hungry, right? So why are you smiling? Like, why, if you're happy, do you automatically are hungry? That's why they call them Happy Meals, Christy. <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned the bird in yeah. the video. There, I mean, birds. Why? Why not? Yeah. Let's go like eat. Birds, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Would you fly in the rain? I yeah oh yeah and then oh, it kind of get yeah I wanted to just give little... Ingrid like a little chicka chicka <laughs> yeah but it sounds a little more sexual oh yeah it does like it feels like a well, euphemism for right. something but that's it's true. not very what will I eat well, mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> would you fly in the rain It's a weird thing to uh, square up in your head because she sounds very childlike, but also very sensual Uh all at once. And it gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. Oh, that's super fair. Um, So, you know, I hate to be too critical about something that, you know... Didn't get released. Basically, it was unreleased. Um, But... Thank goodness they did some more work before they arrived at Graffiti Bridge, or it could have been a much larger nightmare. Fiasco. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. All right. After all of these remixes and videos and unreleased, it's time to make some choices. Let's let's choose. Ready to do it. We choose time capsule, something that exemplifies the period at which the material was written or when it was released. The sea, the low point, or the mountain, the high point. Correct. So the time capsule for me was Ingrid's outfit on the Hippie Blood Maxi single with her suspenders and her men's pants and that crinky, crinkly, floppy hat. Yep. Was like four non blondes. Oh, yeah. Like their one song and one video that did great. Yeah. They had those kind of hats and they were super popular. You're right. Yeah. And it was sort of like. I don't want to say lesbian adjacent, but I mean, it kind of was, right? It, it was, was It was a gender-bending sort yeah, of thing right. that was kind of like Prince had done it as a man in yes. the 80s, and now the women of the 90s were kind of doing that, you know, because we had our flowery dresses and our Doc Martens. Yeah. Yep. You are right. Yeah. That's a great time capsule. Mine was just... Tons of house beats, house beats, house beats, house beats. Take any track from either of these maxi single and singles, and and you're in the house. Yeah. So it is like the quintessential. I mean, you could add round and round to this too. The sure. round and round maxi single, the elephant box maxi single, the hippie blood maxi single. It is uh, like the going all in. It is like the cryptocurrency of 1990, 1991. It is like the place to be, the thing to do. If you're not doing it, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. So that's that's just the the capsule in time for me. Super fair. The C. The C. Six versions of Elephant Box and four versions of Hippie Blood that were over six minutes. Uh-huh. It's too much. <laughs> it's too 
too much. <laughs> well, I mean, you are buying a maxi single for... I don't want to hear it defended. It was too much. <laughs> I wanted a little more variety okay. and a little... Uh, it was too much. Sitting, listening to these, I'm like, is it ever going to end? You are right. I wish that we had gotten this many mixes of like Thieves in the Temple. Yeah. Um, you know, New Power Generation had a nice maxi single mm-hmm. for sure. But, you know, there's so much more that I wanted to hear from Prince. And instead, this is a lot of hired hands and not a lot of variety. It was definitely a, a one note double maxi single journey that we just went through. Yes. Despite that, my C has nothing to do with either of them. Um, okay. Give me both seven corners uh-huh. and standing in the rain. That is just silly nonsense. Okay. That's fair. All right. Then the mountain. I found that there was a remix that had everything that I wanted from a remix. It had something new, but it was still identifiable as the original song, and that was the Freedom's Beating Heart mix of Hippie Blood. Oh. And it was a good length. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I also went the Hippie Blood route for my mountain, but it's the Funky House edit, specifically a minute and 21 seconds to a minute and 29 seconds. There are eight seconds there that make all... 137 minutes that somehow they crammed into this CD uh-huh. worth living through uh, and immediately followed by Prince's signature, Woo! that once you hear it, you're like, oh my gosh, that is, that's Prince. He recorded it once and then used it throughout this whole thing. A great, great moment, and that would be my favorite song and mix of all of this would be the funky house edit, which excellent uh, in a crazy way had no junior Vasquez yeah. involvement. Yeah. You would think the funky house mix would be all about him, but it was uh, some dude named Paisley park. I yeah, that's that right. could be. <laughs> all right. So what are we going to talk about next time? Next time it is time for a new world. Christy, a corporate world the unreleased album by the time that became pandemonium we will look at a configuration of it that's circulating called a corporate world a new approach but Mm. has the basic track listing and all of the songs some of which we have heard before but in their original infantile state very cool which will be a unique listen um unfortunately a complete unreleased episode uh, an episode completely focused, I should say, on unreleased, unreleased music. Uh-huh. So yeah. uh, that we're getting into the fringes of Graffiti Bridge. But you know what? To be frank, sometimes it's far to get away from the bridge <laughs> and see what else is out there. This that, is maybe like right. on a toll road, graffiti that. toll road. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, if it rains a lot, and you're standing next to Graffiti Bridge, your ankles are going to get wet. But if you stand on the Graffiti Bridge, maybe you can see... That's true. ...the Graffiti Toll Road. Yeah, maybe. Because it's very tall. Maybe you could see the forest from the Graffiti Bridge. That's right. I don't know, but in any case, we're going to listen to some music by the time, and we're really like Morris Day and Prince. Yeah, excellent. All right, thank you so much for listening. We know you make a choice when you listen to us. If you have not yet told a purple friend about us, do, because it is more fun when you can listen with a friend. And until next time, happy purple listening. Thanks for sticking with us through Ingrid Chavez.
Welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we... What do we do? <laughs> I know. What, do we, what have we been doing on this podcast we for four years? Fuck up a lot. <laughs> That's what editing's for. Do you have a time for that? No, but I'll okay. give it to you. It's when you hear yow. Yes. And we get some little uh, chord bits that kind of sound like the Junior Vospas. Did you say Vospas? Vospas. 